On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Brian Scott about why the riches are in the niches. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a brand new guest. He reached out to me, and I'm so excited to have him on here. He's the co-founder of Latour de Spice. What a cool name for a company. Brian Scott, thanks for joining me. Hey, Kirby. Yeah, pleasure being here. Appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. So in learning a little bit about you, uh, I know that you've, you've built um, success in business by finding and exploiting niches. So... Let's start with why you think sort of niches. Why is that a good technique? Well, when I started off in the industry, and I hate, hate to say this, but it was back in 1980, so <laughs> going back a, a few years, and I would say for the first uh, you know, four or five years, you know, I was banging on the same doors that everybody else was, sure. you know, talking to marketing people, talking to buyers of promotional products, and it, it was challenging to, to say the least, and it became a very uh, price-driven yeah. uh, value proposition. And so I thought there's gotta be a market where you know, I can build and learn an expertise and add more value and, and get away from our product being viewed as a, a commodity business. So I actually pursued the health and safety sector mm-hmm. and started off you know, really with uh, designing safety incentive programs and through that process, learning and realizing that incenting an employee wasn't enough, that sometimes you needed to actually educate them. Mm. And so we integrated um, sort of training and awareness uh, into that whole into that whole mix. And of course, promotional items played a big part in that. Right. So it, it just helped set me apart and, and got me out of the uh, sort of commodity focus that um, the industry you know, can have from time to time. Yeah, and I found that I'm sure that is the same for you. Is when you do focus on some level of a niche, you get to speak their language. And when I, I found is once I can start using the terminology, they view me differently, right? Like, like, oh, he he knows what the ASCAP is or whatever, and they 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 immediately look at you differently. Is that what you found? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So within within safety, I mean, it was really learning what their pain points. No pun intended, but what their pain points were. You know, as far as area of losses, so being able to, you know, look at a uh, uh, incident, accident, near miss report, and and help dissect it with them, and you know, understand sort of where the uh, the issues were uh, arising, really allowed us to kind of position our solution accordingly. So, you know, a lot of credibility is is gained through you know, gaining that expertise in a, a given a given sector. No, it makes sense. But the, I tell you, the thing about it is, and I've found this from a long time, and I think I'm from a small community, so there's a diverse kind of business. And so I struggle with the idea of just going, okay, I'm going to go all in on this, this niche. I, I always want to say yes, right? I always right. want to work with it. So what advice can you give those of us that are sort of dra- jack of all trades, master of none? Yeah, I mean, I've, ha- I've managed sales teams. I've, mm-hmm. I've had fairly sizable teams, and and I've always tried to encourage our sales team members that it's okay to say no. That if you have a customer coming to you with a very specific request, it's okay to put the brakes on a little bit and do a little bit of uh, discovery as to really what they're trying to achieve, what their their end uh, objective is, and then maybe you know find a solution that is a better fit than maybe what they've requested. Yeah. So you know it's it's just sort of slowing down that process and 
and kind of exploring whether there's there's a better solution to be had. Um, and and really, you know, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, we did a lot in the safety sector, but that would often be our point of entry in an organization. Ooh, like so once that. we got into safety, you know, we could then move into HR. We can then move into customer service, asset protection, sales and marketing. So it became our way of, of getting our foot in the door, you know, doing some some good profitable business, but then working our way throughout the organization as well. Yeah, see, I like that, uh, Brian, because that, that's not what is always the case where, where people talk to you about working in niches. They're like, they want to be so laser focused. I like the idea of going, this is just the way we speak this language so it gets us in the door so then we can speak to those other departments. That, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you're know, trying to gain an expertise in a given area. So maybe you're the, uh, the pro at developing trade show promos, right? So... You know, if you are targeting marketing, well, let that be your 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 uh, kind of calling card that you know you you design the most amazing trade show promotions. You know, pre-show, show, and and, and post-show promos, and get into marketing that way, and then you know work work your way through all the other opportunities that exist. I like it. I like it. So, what's interesting to me is you were on both sides, right? You've been on the distributor side, and now you're on the supplier side. Um, what can each side teach the other? about doing business right now? Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I, I recall, you know, the years being a distributor and having suppliers calling me. And um, it was a typical sort of PK type presentation where they would go through their, their product line. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I mean, we can all read a catalog. <laughs> and really what, what, what I was looking for, maybe more than that from a supplier, would be, you know, how could they improve my my knowledge, how, how could they support me in helping me sell more, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would look for in a supplier is one that really wanted to get to know and understand our business, mm-hmm. kind of what our challenges, what our opportunities were, kind of who we sold, how we sold, and then a, you know position their product, you know, accordingly. So, you know, looking for, for suppliers that, you know, really wanted to learn our organization, you know, intimately. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah. So that that's fascinating to me. And I guess one final question, I always give three, but I've, I guess I'm going to throw a fourth one at you if this is okay. But I'm like, sure. so, so the new Latour to Spice, if, if I'm, I'm curious, tell me a, a real quick 30 second pitch about what that is, because I, I, I don't know a ton about that organization. Right. So uh, what we've done is we, we import exotic spices mm-hmm. from all around the world and we package them in these uh, very unique little uh, test tubes that can be custom branded. Mm-hmm. And affixed to the test tube is what we refer to as a story booklet. Mm-hmm. So in the world of, of marketing, storytelling is very prevalent. So helping customers convey their message through story is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So as a distributor, I always try to look for an opportunity to do more than just put a logo on a product, but to actually convey a really powerful message about a company uh, brand. So we've taken the concept of spice and with every unique spice, there's a unique story to be told. And we marry sort of the right spice with the right corporate uh, message. Mm. So it's a combination of storytelling with spice and just some very clever, clever packaging that we've put together. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thanks, Brian. You've answered my three questions and actually a bonus question there. Uh, Give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? Yeah, well, I guess the one thing that, uh, you know, on the, the supplier side now that 
been giving a lot of thought to are these buying groups mm -hmm. that seem to uh, be fairly prevalent uh, within the industry today. And mm -hmm. and I look at them, you know, I see some positives, I see some negatives mm -hmm. um, as to how they influence the industry in general. And right. I'd be curious to get your take, um, kind of how you view uh, these buying groups. No, it's a great question. So a couple things. Number one, I think it's interesting I, that buying groups have been around for quite a while, um, but I almost, it's, I think that buying groups are best um, utilized when they are not just working on price. You know, I think that the, the idea of them behind it is I don't think you want to shy away from, from the concept of, hey, we want to get together, get some buying power, and, you know, maybe uh, hopefully negotiate some good rates. Great. But in, in the interest of transparency, I'm not a part of a buying group because that doesn't have a ton of value to me. Where I do see value is when you add the mastermind group, the best practices, the idea. I've seen some that will have conferences where it's a little bit inspirational. I think it, it just like everything else in every industry, it's like if you take it too far down one way, it can be a problem and it can be the race to the bottom that nobody wants to win. Um, right. But on the other side, it's like, gosh, if I could um, kind of share brain power with like-minded people, boy, that that's actually interesting to me. And so, yeah. so to me, I think you're starting to see, I think with groups like Reciprocity Road and a few of those other groups, they're doing things where they're sharing technology, they're sharing best practices. And with them, they're actually giving back to different organizations. If they're done that way, I'm interested. If it's just about trying to get EQP or something like that, then candidly, I'll just work harder to sell more. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah we, we would hate to see our customers establish buying groups if it was based solely on, uh, you know, trying to trying to drive uh, price. So, yeah. yeah, I hope that that's where the growth is, is in that uh, collaboration that, that comes from those groups in best practices and creativity and, and how to how to grow beyond, uh, you know, just uh, be, beating the, the, the bottom line. Yeah, totally. Well, well Brian. Thank you so much. You've answered my questions. We'll have to do it again sometime, okay? All right. I appreciate that. Thank you for your time, Kirby. You All bet. Right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.